Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast. Brought to you in part by GSM Outdoors. Hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw. We bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Now today, it's just me and Mr. Beamer with GSM Outdoors. Jeremy's not going to be here for a little bit. He may actually break into this one on the tail end, Beamer. How are you today? I'm wonderful. He's in detention. Tell the truth. He got in trouble. (laughs) He got grounded. He's not allowed to come out and play with us for a while. I have not been sent a note home yet if he is in detention, so I, I, I cannot verify nor deny that. Mm-hmm. Yep. If this was visual, you guys would see it. He's in the corner somewhere. He's probably writing on a chalkboard. Of course, most of you young people don't know what a chalkboard is, so I'm really aging myself again. So welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I'm here with Jacob. Well, now, Beamer, I'm old enough to remember a chalkboard and erasers and you know, when when I got out of school, we, they were just starting the oh the projectors where they could draw on the screen and put it on the wall where everybody could see it at once. If not, it was the teacher up there with a eraser in one hand and a piece of chalk in the other. And if you acted up too bad, the piece of chalk may come flying through the air at you. So, a lot of erasers. Yes, I, I got to witness or received a lot of erasers, uh, and when they hit you, they powder white you. I bet that would be highly frowned upon today in today's time. We were a lot tougher then, though. Well, the other thing was is that if you messed up enough in class, part of your detention, I guess, since we're on that subject, was you got to clean the whiteboard. Uh Uh-huh. So there were many a days, instead of going out to recess to play, I got to stay in and, and clean for a good while, so... Wipe on, wipe off. Well, and I'm not going to say I always did a good job either because if you didn't do a real good job, they either just sent you outside and told you to go play because you had frustrated them or they let you do it again. So, you know, it worked in your favor sometimes where they just got tired of it and sent you out and then sometimes it didn't where they made you stay and do it again. But <laughs> Yeah, you a lot more than me. I was an angel. Most of my wings got shattered just from walking in and out of the classroom doors. They kind of broke off. You know, if you take a Miriam turkey, his beard will get fractured off quite a bit. because He's always walking uphill. He's always walking on these really hard rocks. So they don't have these giant beards like the Easterns do. And that's, that's because that mine is very similar because I had to walk in and out of classrooms so much that some of my, my wings, my angel wings, um, uh, it just didn't look very good. So Beamer, that's I my excuse. I don't know where you're at, but you're about to get struck by lightning. <laughs> as long as I sound okay, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think uh, telling lies like that, you're going to get struck by lightning real quick, real fast. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked Sorry. at you earlier. I sent you a text and asked you how you were looking, and I should have put how are you looking on time. But I I kind of cringed as soon as I hit send, and I said, oh, I just sent that to Beamer. There's no telling what type of response I'm about to get. Well, I, I was born beautiful and intelligent. I grew ugly and stupid. So that's how I'm going to answer <laughs> that text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to use that one sometime. Mm-hmm. I will have to use And I'm going to bet my mama would probably agree with that, so. Hey, you got like seasons coming around the corner here, down down south. We got what lots got? of seasons. We got dove season about to crank up. We've got 
uh, teal season is about to get started. Bow season's not very far away. So, yeah, there's some things to actually look forward to going on down here other than watching it rain in the 99-degree heat. So, mm-hmm. you know, we always have to throw a little weather in front of one of these. So, Yeah, we're getting old. We always got to talk about weather. Yeah, it was something. How, how's the weather? <laughs> well, and I don't know if you can be an avid outdoorsman and not pay attention to the weather because you're always watching weather. You're watching wind. You're watching barometric pressure. You're watching the rain uh, you know, to see where you want to be, especially, you know, deer hunting and duck hunting. You know, the wind plays a critical part of where you want to set up each morning. So if you're not planning ahead and you're not checking the weather, you might be doing yourself a disservice. That's it, exactly, except for it's not season, and we're talking about the weather. And then we use that excuse that we are outdoors people, so we want to talk about the weather so that we're cognizant of the weather things, when when in all reality we're just getting old and we talk about the weather. Well, now, Beamer, I'm also a cattle farmer, so I'm always looking to see if I can cut hay, not cut hay, get stuck in a field. Um, So I've got lots of excuses. Not gonna say well, that, any that, of them are really that relevant. One makes, but. That, that one makes sense. That one makes sense. I like I like that one. <laughs> the uh, uh, it's always something to do around here. Look, and the other seasons that are kicking in are kids' seasons. I don't know if yours are as active as mine, but uh, soccer's about to. And even with all the COVID stuff going on, it looks like we are going to have a a little kid soccer season, and it looks like we may also have a junior high football season we're they're practicing them hard i'm enjoying that because kids are getting out of the house and actually doing something physical boy they need it too and i tell you what i've got a 12 and a 14 year old and and they're in a competitive dance and they're starting to get back where they're they're dancing with their team and stuff like that where they're exercising three and four hours a day but boy something's got to be done or the world's going to get mighty soft but no here the uh they're, they're, they're talking about eliminating the fall football season, but in order to give our seniors the right uh, send-off, so to speak, they're thinking about putting the football season in the state of Wisconsin in the spring. Really? Yeah, you know, of course, that, that overlaps with lacrosse and track and baseball and everything else. You know, I play baseball and football, so... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm running back to intercept a pass or robbing a home run. I'll probably get confused. I can't multitask. As long as you catch it, it doesn't matter either way. Good point. Very good point. But one I can drop and the other one I shouldn't. You, yeah, the, I mean, the interception you don't want to drop. But I mean, you know, if you've got those brick hands, you can bat that one down. But uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, pick it and get to running for six. So, Yes. Either way, you're robbing someone, so that's a uh, good analogy there. On the... I like it. You're only you're only, you're coming in about once every six words. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing you fine. I don't know. Are you just you just doing one of these trick speech things just to make me feel like I'm losing my mind? Well, you said earlier you're getting older, so I mean that may be maybe all it is to it. Uh, I don't know on that one today. <laughs> well, tell me this, Beamer. What subject are we touching on today? Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, a muddy line of new cellular cameras called the Manifest. But before that, I got to ask you on your dove season, what's the limit on doves down there? Fifteen. Wow. 
All right. Thanks for the invite. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I will tell you this now. The reason you haven't got an invite, I don't have a field. I have to either buy in and a lot of folks around here do a field and you can come put $50 in and hunt for a weekend or, you know, or you can chip in on a field, someone else's field, but they're, they're really kind of invites where I'm being invited. So it's hard to invite someone when you're the one being invited. Gotcha. Well, are, are, are the doves even down that far or are they a lot of locals that are around there? Cause like Wisconsin, we can't hunt dove. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I did not. They don't let, no, they don't let us do that. Um, growing up in Illinois, of course we did, but you know, September one, we, we, you pound a lot of the local doves, you know, they get wise to a lot of things, but there wasn't a, a migration of doves that, that head South like that. It, it, are, are the doves down there? Are they just swarms of doves down there right now? You pick up bigger numbers different times of the year, but right now what I'm seeing at the house, I mean, having a cattle farm and stuff, you know, I've always got something planted or Matter of fact, I cut some timber two years ago, so I've got a cutover area that they seem to love to play in for some reason. So, you know, there's 50 to 100 doves at the house from time to time that are all, they're all local resident doves. But now, right before dove season, when everybody starts cutting whatever they've planted, whether they've planted millet or wheat or whatever they've got going, you'll start seeing more and more activity and and they start to move around now whether they're actually migrating birds or you know local birds that are just moving around because one day you'll have a field full and you'll tell everybody hey look man my numbers are looking good i'm i'm seeing everything saturday's gonna be fine and then saturday gets here and the neighbor half a mile down the road's got a fine shoot and you don't have anything show up so i mean it's uh it's you know like any other type of hunting they don't wow. camp out and stay on you, that's for sure. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, that, that was my dove information I had to have. It's been a while since I've done that. So, well, what, I, uh, what hunting season? When is y'all's bow season? Y'all should be about to start up. September 16th. Okay. Uh, here, here in Wisconsin now, uh, for the last 18 years, I've hunted with Dave Nelson and Nelson Outfitters out in Sheridan, Wyoming. And that's been September 1 through September 5. But... This year, I think I'm going out there around the 20th. I'm supposed to go on my honeymoon October 4th uh, for five days uh, to Hawaii with my wife. It's been five years, and we've never taken one. But <clears throat> there's this thing called COVID right now, and well, it doesn't look that it doesn't look that conducive to travel. You know, you can't let a good honeymoon mess up a good dove hunt. I mean, you know, I mean, or a bow hunt. <laughs> That's probably part of my problem for the last five years. <laughs> yeah, my wife's going to enjoy listening to that. Uh, look, our honeymoon, we actually got married down in St. Thomas. And a small wedding. Virgin Island, the Virgin Islands? Correct. Okay. Uh, we had a small wedding, uh, close family only. And then she and I got up the next morning and at daylight left and went on a marlin fishing trip, which was, in her words, one of the worst things we have ever decided to do when we broke the jetties down there in the rocks i'm not sure if they were calling them jetties but that's what i can call them they were nine and ten foot swells and they're like all right we're going on out and it's like guys seriously oh, oh yeah, yeah it's gonna it's gonna level off once we get out it's just gonna be a rough patch right here at the front no it wasn't it was a 10 hour roller coaster ride where no marlin were called i think two wahoo and then we got in some mai mai on a 
there was a float line of debris and trash, and the Mai Mai were just camped out under it, so we had a good time there. But no marlin was even remotely seen that day. So it, she called it a 10-hour roller coaster, and I cannot disagree with her. It was a – we were on a good-sized boat, but it was rolling and flipping all day long, and it was like, oh, yeah, she's not going to talk to me for a few days when we get back from this. But went up, I think we went up zip lining, and we, we had plenty of activities. I'm not very good at being still, so. Good. We just moved from one thing to the other. But, yeah, don't don't let a good honeymoon. And, and the COVID may actually be able to get you out of that. It might. It, it might actually extend my bow season. <laughs> Give me, give me some, give me a few more days in this, what they call the October lull, which is where I usually like to hunt because it's, uh, you can get onto things then, but yeah, I'm excited. Falls around the corner. Well, now before we got started, you were telling me that you had just set some new cameras out, and I know that's part of what we're discussing today. Are you starting to see any activity on your new cameras? Yeah, actually, I had, I had had some cameras out, um, a couple of the Fusion from Stealth, which is uh, our newest wireless in, in the Stealth mode, and, or the Stealth Cam division. And they've been triggering a lot of good stuff. We're seeing a lot of velvet whitetail, a lot of good growth. Yesterday, I took two of the manifests out, and I think we had talked about it earlier, was the uh, HS Strut or the Buck Bomb has the scrape generator spray. And I said, I'm not usually a big believer in scent attractants and so on, but I sprayed it in April and I couldn't believe what I saw with the socket heads wanting to lick the branches and paw at the ground. So I made a scrape yesterday, a couple mock scrapes yesterday, and lo and behold, I got about a two and a half, three-year-old deer uh, licking the branches last night. And it, it's very exciting to me when when actually a scent product is, is so good that that uh it, it's triggering stuff already for them i mean i was out there yesterday sweating i mean i had bug spray on you know i sprayed down with my hands and stuff but i put a camera up made a scrape yesterday and we got deer hitting it and and that's those manifests and that's that new line from muddy that that we want to talk about today because it's killer i mean I, I, lo- I love this this camera it's so simple well and not only is a camera simple but you go ahead and and get into but the the stealth can command app yeah to me is what makes all of this really simple i mean the the little bit that i've got to to use it and play with it you want to talk about one of the easiest setups i mean it, it took minutes to download once i got it up you know you you turned the camera on once you did it and you took a picture of the the, barcode, the QR code, the QR code on the back, and pretty well it was it. I mean, there was not. That's it. It's it's like a three step process that is so simple. You know, just a few years ago, we we had our wireless cameras where you're punching in serial numbers and stuff like this, and you you know you're you're adding your email address, so on and so forth. And what has come out with the the Stealth Command with both the Fusion and the Manifest, because both those cameras operate under that Stealth Command uh, app. And I've got it. Look, I'm looking on my phone right now. I got two Muddy cameras. I got two Fusion cameras up, and there are pictures pouring in, which is kind of neat since I just put the other two out yesterday. But it is so simple. You can format your card. 
uh, from your phone. You can sit there and change all your burst settings. You can you can have total control of your camera operating it off the phone without ever getting near that camera that's hung up in the woods. So it's just, it's killer. And I know you posted a picture. Uh, you put yourself out. You got a picture of a, a velvet little fork horn out in front of a Boss Buck feeder. And that's just the thumbnail picture. So if, if your followers and whoever take a look at it, these are little uh like 600 kilobyte thumbnails that come into your phone just so it doesn't eat up a whole bunch of data. But the the card that is in the camera is shooting beautiful. I mean, high-res images. You know, you're talking on the manifest. It's like a 16-meg photo. I mean, you could blow it up, put it in your garage. So even though your your phone is getting these little thumbnails, your camera is capturing, you know, bravo well, that's when you told me that earlier. I, I haven't pulled the card back out because I've, you know, I've, I've left the camera in there, left it alone, trying to, you know, not disturb the area any more than I have to. And yeah, I, I've been quite pleased with the pictures that I've gotten back. But you know, when you told me earlier that those really weren't the good pictures, nor is that the right number of pictures. Right, and it's it's. Um it is so pretty when you pull a card after you see your thumb, you know, you're looking at a thumbnail on your phone, you're getting excited. You know, you're seeing the deer start there. You're, you're, you're watching activity, you know, or you might capture a, you know, an Eagle grabbing a fawn or something like somebody just sent us in at stealth cam last week. And it's incredible. This Eagle drops down and is pushing a fawn whitetail into a golf uh, course green and then takes off with it. And the camera caught it. And it was one of those things that you sit there and you look at that thumbnail on your phone, you know, and you're getting real excited about it. Then you step out to the camera when you finally pull the card. You know, the whole purpose of cellular is so you don't disturb it. But when you finally get out there and you pull the card, it's like, wow, here is this breathtaking photo. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look. I think I saw the picture you're talking about. But so, I mean, it it will catch – any type of movement, I know they're good up to 80 feet. Um, yeah, the the manifest, and I think it runs like, it, I mean, manufacturers suggested retail prices around 179 on it. And it is just, a, it's a fantastic way of simply getting set up, having a great cellular camera, kicking information to you, this constant, instant update information back to you at a super reasonable price, both the camera and the data plan. So if, if you've got a place where Verizon and AT&T work, it, it's heaven right now. Well, then, you know, that was one of the other things I really enjoyed. You know, you're putting out a camera and you can pull it up on your phone on the app and you can see what the signal strength is. Okay, is this camera actually going to send a photo to my phone? To be able mm-hmm. to check it right there on the spot and not, well, I'm going to give it a couple of days and, you know, if it doesn't work, then I'll move it. Because I do, I have some areas that a cell cam's not going to work. Uh, you're going to have to use a traditional cam with a card just because the cell service is so horrible in some of the rural areas where we live. But that was one of the features on this that I really enjoyed is that while I'm setting the camera up, I can see, okay, do I need to move it? Do I need to, you know, is it even going to work here? Or do I need to put an old-style camera here and, and try the cell cam somewhere else? But and, and I had several people when I posted that picture of it that asked, you know, hey, man, how good do they work? Hey, get one and go try it. 
that's all I can tell you. Um, it, it works right. really well where I've had it at, and I've tried it in two or three rural places playing with them, and they've worked really well each place so far. Now, I do know I have some some off-the-grid locations that they're probably not going to pick up, but you never know. Uh, I'm going to go try it. Well, that's the thing, too, is is these antennas. Uh, they're a, a double-strength antenna, so it's much different than your phone. So if you're used to, and you don't have to have them tied. You know, I, I talk on Verizon on my cell phone. My cameras can be AT&T. They don't have to be tied together in your phone. It's a whole different data plan. But with, with that being said, you might look at your phone out in that remote area, and you might only have one bar or might have no service. And you'd be surprised with that uh, double power antenna on there, what you might be able to achieve. Well, see, what I was doing, I was looking and seeing what the phone had on it, and then I would pull up the Stealth Cam Command app and see what the signal strength on the – what it was showing me on the screen. Now, is that going to be – is that showing you what the camera strength is there, not the phone yep. strength? Okay. Yep. Because that was the part I liked. I could actually check the camera strength while I was standing there and see whether it was going to work or not or – yeah, I've got a, a, a great snapshot of what you're talking about. You know, Wisconsin is predominantly U.S. cellular, and they've kind of got this uh, this monopoly, I guess, in, in Wisconsin. So, you know, picking a Verizon or an AT&T was, you know, okay, should we try this or that? And I picked Verizon. I've got one camera, and this is all on the same farm, but one of them is way down low, down in the bottom. We have canyons and draws that are... Uh, I mean, they're six, seven hundred feet deep. I've got two bars down there, all the way on the bottom, and then on the ones that are on the top, I have four bars. But it's given me an indication of my signal strength of those cameras in each and every one of those locations. So just like you're saying, you know, you're not you're not worrying so much about what your phone signal strength is 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 it's knowing off this command app uh, what the camera power is. Well, and the other neat thing was being able to tie multiple cameras together. Oh, yeah. So not am I not having to manage a data plan for each individual camera? I can have multiple cameras, 5, 10, all tied into one, one thing. I can pay one service fee, and I'm done. Yeah, and, and there's we negotiated some of the greatest pricing in the history of data plans. I mean, on the manifest, uh, just for an example, if you went month to month, okay, say, for instance, you didn't want to do an annual plan for $50, okay? Now, you think about, like, October, November, so you got, like, September, October, November, your hot months. $50 gets you 36,000 images and three cameras, okay? So that, that pro bundle there is incredible. Now, if you do it for the annual, if you, if you have any kind of annual contract, you drop it down to 40 on that. You know, you can go with unlimited. Let's say you only had two cameras. You can go $15 or $12 unlimited per month, unlimited photos. And you can add a camera for five more dollars to that. So, I mean, it, it's crazy some of the prices on this where it used to be so expensive and you used to just fear, you know, if you had a tree limb blowing at front, blowing at front and your camera was taking thousands of pictures, you know, you, you could you could catch a cell <laughs> bill 10, you know, 10 years ago. It was a thousand dollars. A blade of grass, a bird in a tree that just loves flapping its wings in front of your camera. Yeah, I've had all those before. Uh huh. 
yeah, you get excited, you know, when you walk out to your, your camera, you know, and you pull the card or something and it's got 3,200 pictures. You're thinking, oh, I am in heaven. And, and it's one cattail going back and forth. Well, you know, I had one for turkeys I set up several years ago like that. And the only, I did get the turkey that I was trying to see what time of day he was coming through. But mm-hmm. I also found the neighbor that lived on the adjoining property coming through. <laughs> so it was one mm-hmm. of those where it was a really, I got to call him and say, hey, man, I got a really nice picture of you. He said, what do you mean you got a good picture of you? I said, you've been anywhere you're not supposed to have been lately? Jake, what you talking about? <laughs> well, finally, I, I I had it up on my phone, so I sent him the pic. I said, "That's that is you, correct?" And he was like, "Where's that camera at? <laughs> where you're not supposed to be is where that camera is. Stay your well, you were looking, out of there." You said you were looking for a big turkey on that area, so put up bump. Well, I found the one I was looking for and one I wasn't looking for. So, mm-hmm. and it it actually, you know, I mean. Whether you're using cameras for for predator management, whether you're using them to see what game you have in the area, you know, whether you're trying to see what time of day that that trophy buck is that you want to, you know, have a great opportunity at is moving through, or turkeys or whatever. I mean, you can use cameras in so many ways that it's not even funny. I mean, I know folks that set them up around their house for security. So, well, that that's I was just going to say that. Um, you know, I, I've got two of the manifests out there, and I've actually think or i've actually thought about taking and putting one of my manifests out next to my tree facing back at the house you know you can have the ring on the doorbell and you can have blink over there or whatever but i mean if you want you know right now great information uh especially watching coming up a driveway or something like that it's it's really hard to beat something like this so there's there are there's many different avenues that you can do with it uh that, that can you know, work to all different things. And you, you never know the, the largest deer in, the, in your woods might be walking down your driveway at three o'clock in the afternoon. And you're back there going through the mosquitoes and trying to fight, you know, through brush and briar, trying to kill him at four thirty in the afternoon back in the place. And he's out here hanging up by your driveway. Now Beamer on the, on the muddy manifest, I'm, I'm looking at one here. The, the quick and easy setup has got to be one of the most attractive parts about this whole camera. It's, I mean, you can't not, get any easier. Not, you, you really not only can't. the picture quality, you, the, the, the durability of the camera, uh, but, I mean, being able to set one up that easy is just ridiculous. It, it is as simple as getting the command app on your phone, pulling the battery case out of the manifest, put batteries in it, of course, in an SD card. You're going to scan the QR code that's underneath the battery housing, it's going to load up on your phone. You're going to go next, activate, done. And it is loaded up there. You could go into your phone settings. You can change the name of the camera. You know, you can change its location. You can do all those things. You know, both the Manifest and the Fusion have a tap. Uh, so when you set your camera out, let's say, and it's down in this loggy bayou or whatever, and, and you know, you may show that to your son later or somebody like that. You want him to go down there and grab the camera or maybe hunt down there. You can tap on your app on your phone. Well, it's going to mark that. Okay. It's going to mark that exact spot that camera is in. So you can share that location, you know, with your son or with your buddy or whoever else is going hunting out there. 
and, and they'll know exactly where that camera's at for you. Well, I mean, looking at it, you can you can not only check the location, you can do your photo tracker, you can see what time of day you're getting the more images at. You can do your camera setup. So, if like you say, if you want to change the name of it, if you want to change how many pictures is taken at one time, you know, you can change everything on it right off the app off your phone. Yeah. That's the, that's the killer thing about it. And like I said, you know, the hang up with, with cellular cameras was twofold was, you know, pe- people didn't know how to really get them all programmed right. And they were nervous about doing that. And the data plans were so expensive that they weren't advantageous, you know. So now you've got a two or three step setup, complete setup. It's activated, ready to go. And data plans are, are very economical, especially when you think about uh your time travel, you know, and, and I'm not talking about going back to 1982. I'm talking about the time it takes for you to travel to check these cameras. You know, if, if you're not hunting and, and that farm is not there where your house is at, you know, just that drive time, getting over there and getting back the gas that's necessary to do it. You know, getting that instant feedback, telling you where the animals are, what, what they're doing, you know, moon phases, so on and so forth, that it's feeding you all this information whereas just two three years ago you know you had to drive out pull all your cards come back and and look through your computer and and try to map and come up with an idea of it you know it it is so simple and it is so economical you think about it fifty dollars fifty dollars a month gets you three cameras you know how many times you know when my farm was two hours and 20 minutes away from home i couldn't drive there and back with my truck for fifty dollars you know one time and I'm getting updates all month long. So if you really look at it from an economic standpoint and, and from time is money, it's priceless. It really is. If you have – if the cameras, uh, Verizon or AT&T has got good service there and you're getting feedback, it's priceless. Well, Beamer, you know, what we're talking about here, I talked with a friend of mine the other day that has a property in Missouri, and that's 10 hours from here. And he put the cellular cams out and his – you know, same thing like you said, you're not having the drive time. You're not having to go and check cards. You know, if you're checking a card locally, that's one thing. But if you have a property, a lease in another state to where you're having to go check on, this technology is just phenomenal, and especially the way it's set up that you can do it. To be able to do that without having to go out there and check it, and like you say, you know, take the card, put it in your your laptop, and then come up with a plan. You know, I've had to drive out to properties before the – you get there at two o'clock in the morning, you run out, you check all your cameras real fast, pull cards, and you try to come up with a plan for six o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Well, to be able yeah, to have yeah. the plan or make the plan as you're driving out or a couple of days before, that's just so much nicer. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Well, Jeremy's with us now, right? Yes. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear your voice, sir. <laughs> You too, Beamer. Um, no, the, I mean, and, and the neat thing about wireless, okay, there, there's a bunch of different things. You can be in a different state. You can monitor your property that way. But some of these locations, when you're going after, and I'm learning this, I'm not a giant deer killer like, you know, the Drury's or the Gregory's or any of these guys that kill these 180, 190-inch deer. But you, know, you start shooting 140-inch deer, 150-inch deer, it it takes a whole different demeanor and it takes a whole different game plan if you want to be fairly consistent at doing that. Number one, you got to have the deer there. You're not going to do it. 
but being able to monitor these bedding areas or these these deep draws places you would not go unless it was the last second of the last day of the last you know inning or the last quarter of the game and you've got to make a move now you know where he's at and you have to do it because otherwise you're leaving them alone they're they're not bothered these deer are calm when they're in these areas and that ups your odds for catching them in these other areas but being able to use that camera to stay out of the woods is key uh really is as far as setting a game plan up and and knowing where you know you're going to schlock the monster well and you're not only doing that but you're you're not disturbing the camera you're not going by once a week once every two weeks pulling cards so that area is truly left alone so they're less disturbed and more more at home and comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Which, as you said, ups your success, so or or chance it, of success. Well, and, and you're right back to that thing about saving time, and time is money. You know, as as we, this world is crazy enough as it is, and our time is precious. You know, just looking at you know, Jeremy was on a conference call today, and the other day I couldn't make it. And as as we go a hundred miles an hour, you know, finding a, a block of time to do this stuff is nuts. And, and being able to have something <laughs> sending us, you know, these instant updates of, hey, here's your farm. You know, if you were actually sitting out there right now, you'd be staring at leaves. You know, like, but if you paid attention and you came out here in the morning, you'd be good. So, you know, it, it's putting stuff in the in in motion that needs to be. Just one more thing. We can check off the list, Tom Beamer. You got it. Now, just <laughs> just remember, it doesn't matter how much we set in our advantage. Brooks Johnson and I always had this cliche. You cannot kill that animal that has tomorrow on his calendar. So I don't care if you use all the right sense and you've stayed out of the woods and you've monitored his movement on this manifest or you've done all this. I promise you, if you go out tomorrow that deer still has the next tomorrow on his calendar you will not kill him okay you, you can only kill the animals that don't have tomorrow on their calendar so if there was a piece of advice i think i shared that with you on the first show i'm gonna share that with you again so you can have all this data you can have all this information overload everything putting it in your vantage if he's got sands in his hourglass still you're not gonna kill him <laughs> I think that's with anything hunting. If if you're not in the right place at the right time, you know, some folks are just lucky and some are not. So, but as hunters, we try to put as many things in our favor as we can. Hence the scent, you know, you're trying to eliminate your smell, your presence, you know, so as many, as much as you can stack the deck in your favor, the better. But like you say, if it's not your day, it's not your day. Uh, that goes for us too <laughs> you know we're, we're, we're sitting here in this day and time with covid and everything else going on that's chaotic in this world and you know you can sit there and wash your hands all you want and then go oh i was covid free walk out and get hit by a semi so when it's your time it's your time <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's one way to look at it <laughs> to follow along with that i got a phone call the other day i was leaving a restaurant i had lunch at and here you can still you know, things are still open enough to where you can go and eat and and visit. You know, they got all the tables spaced out and everything. But I'm on the phone with a guy that we're going to record a podcast with. First time I've talked to him on the phone. And about the time I go to step across the road, I did not even think to look to my left. I looked to my right, did not look both ways for I And 
it was a car probably doing 45 on a 15 mile an hour road come whizzing by me i said now that'd be about my look here i have i've, I've made it through the mexican restaurant i've eaten lunch uh, everything's good <coughs> I'm healthy, uh, and then I'm going to step out in front of a fast-moving Chevy coming down this little one-lane road with no middle-line marker. So, Jeremy, you'll know it, it was a school at road. At least it was a Chevy. I don't really think it would have mattered what it was if I got hit by it. Uh, at the speed well, at they were going, I was going to be your last on. meal with some Mexican. Well, it's yeah. the only place open you can sit down in town right now. I mean, you so. gotta you got to look for positives here. Yeah. I you, just did, had, you didn't get hit by a Kia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the difference would be. Getting hit by a vehicle is not going to be good either way. Mm-mm. Nope, I would agree, agree with you. The cool story just goes further. Yeah. yeah okay, get so hit by an off-brand? So you're saying that would be better on my tombstone or just better? Uh, just our memories. Okay, so the emergency room visit, you know, he didn't perish, but, you know, he was hit by, you know, a moped. That would be way better than a shit. Well, I mean, a, a Peterbilt sounds better than a moped, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, hoping I, su- I can maybe survive one better than the other. I, I, I would agree with that. Yes. <laughs> oh, me. All I'm going to say yeah. is this podcast has been derailed, so... We, we're off on a tangent that has nothing to do with hunting and fishing. But now, Beamer, I know you have some good hunting stories coming up. Now, you've, you've got some good places that you're looking at going. You've got yeah, some new I, things coming I, up. I've been, I've been fortunate, like I've told you all along. I, I've been in this industry for a long time, but I did. I, I tied up with a, a family, the Nelsons, uh, out in Sheridan, Wyoming. I hunted out there for, this will be my 18th straight year. Uh, for both mule deer and whitetail, and that's coming up here in the month of September. Uh, same group of people has been going out there with me for, I think the whole group's been going out there for about 13 years, but when Dave was just getting started and we were coming out with the blinds, I got an invite out there, and when you, if you, anybody ever gets a chance to go hunt the bighorn foothills uh, for whitetail or mule deer, and see what's out there. It, it is truly astonishing. You know, I grew up in Illinois. If we see three or four deer in a night, it's great. Out there, when you're driving out there, you're going to see nothing but racks sticking above this, you know, irrigated alfalfa. And those deer are just laying out there in the alfalfa. I mean, you're spotting hundreds and hundreds of deer, both mule deer and whitetail. A lot of mule deer are up there in the buck brush, so, and they'll come down right this evening as that temp starts falling. But it's something to see, and it's it's like going fishing in Canada, you know. Then I come back, and and then I have to fight through mosquitoes and hope I see three or four deer. So, yeah, that's where I'm heading first. Now, will you be bow hunting up there? Or... That's all Fine. I do, sir. That's that's it. Bow hunting only. Well, I, I up to this point. Um, I did buy a, a long-range rifle. I, I really enjoy shooting it. Um, I would like to go on some kind of western hunt where I could air it out a little. Well, there's your plug for the day to see if there's anybody listening that wants to give Beamer a chance to come air his rifle out in a long-range setting. Hey, I don't care if it's prairie dogs. I just, <laughs> I just, I like to shoot. 
I do also. I know we were talking about before we got started recording, you know, trying to find ammunition right now is becoming a a very fun Easter egg hunt. You know, if you uh. you call some of the, the guys that I normally have great connections with and I ask, you know, hey, do you have this, do you have that? And all I'm getting back here knows, no, no. And it seems like it's it's you know, building up. But yeah, hunting season's around the corner and so hopefully some of the stuff will and I know with some manufacturing being down and some export import things being off, you know, some places are just having t- tough time getting materials or, or getting product in. Oh yeah, it's it's I I'm, I know like federal ammunition. All these ammunition companies are working around the clock. I mean, it's anytime there's a catastrophe, what is it? They say beer, guns, and ammunition. So, well, Beamer, are y'all having uh, with GSM Outdoors? Are y'all having some of the same problems finding we are, getting products and are, stuff in? No, the the people that the or above my pay grade that are much smarter than me have kind of forecasted and, and played along with this. And we've got such good suppliers and we've got such great people that are dealing with the logistics of it and, and different demographics in this whole different, you know, chaotic field. We're rocking it and, and we're getting our inventory in and getting it out. And it's one of those things that knock on wood right now we're kicking some, some major. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's really hard to compare right now. I mean, it's well, Boomer. Y'all anticipate on, you know, this year, th- this time of the year, being the time of the year to where you want products in stock and you want them going out the door, right? Yeah, and and that's the neat thing about it too is, like I said, the people that are way above my pay grade and, and understand the logistics of everything and have been around. You know, our group have been together the the major sourcing group has been together uh, for a very very long time and they have these relationships overseas and stuff and they have such a good knowledge of what needs to happen dealing with any kind of crisis and with this covid you know and china being shut down and then opening back up so on and so forth they planned it ahead really really well and and i tip my hat to them uh They've got it going in an A-plus direction, and it's one of those things that's neat to be a part of that. Well, that's what I was wondering, if, if y'all were having some of the same troubles as others, other companies that we've talked to and, you know, different products. There's still things that you can't find in stores that, you know, normally are an everyday normal item that's always a shelf stock, so that's great to hear that that y'all had actually had the fortitude to plan ahead and and be set up, which this is your time of the year, your busy year. When when do y'all have a slack? I mean, I know with all the companies that you that GSM has, you've kind of got something for every situation or every. You know, you're not really seasonal. You're you're really set up more for all seasons than. It, it's it's um. We really don't have a downtime. Uh, you know, you look at it from HS Strat handling all the turkey calls and stuff like that. So you got the spring seasons. Of course, we've got all the deer seasons and big game seasons, you know, handle with that. But we are also walkers, you know, and the shooting sports in general has just, you know, fired through the roof. So you have that busy season. Then you get shooting made easy that goes hand in hand with that with all the, 
the different shooting sports that are coming along. Then you take Cyclops and you've got, you know, marine lights and you got Viking solutions with different fishing apparatus. So it's one of those things that we're, we're pretty well pedaled to the metal full bore 365. That's a great way to be set up, especially in today's environment to where, you know, everything and anything can seem to happen. It doesn't, that nothing has seemed to be the norm here for the last six to eight months, and it's not looking like it's going to get back anytime soon unless they have a major breakthrough in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of a crazy, crazy place to be. You know, it, it's great being on this side. You know, my wife, she's got a screen printing and embroidery business, and it's it's fairly large size. But, you know, other than your contractors that work outside here in the state of Wisconsin, a lot of this stuff shut down. I'm sure you guys are seeing it. We were talking about, you know, the peewee getting to play soccer. Most of our sports are not happening right now. And it's one of those things. So when you print for these rec clubs and you print for these, you know, these these giant lacrosse clubs, you know, and so on and so forth, a thousand kids involved, you know, and a couple of there's a lot of things that, that you know, it's, it's not just the restaurants and it's not just, you know, the bars and restaurants that are suffering. There's a lot of companies that, that are. And, and this is a crazy time. So it's really it, it's a blessing. And I tip my hat and I, I say thank you to Eddie and Ben and everybody back at GSM. I'm a part of this and I and I have a job that we're rocking right now. So it, it's I, I'm very blessed to, to be able to work like I'm working right now. Well, and Beamer, how many, you know, coming at it from this thing, how many shows are normally going on this time of year that y'all have not been able to have uh, different expos and you know I know Shot Show got in I know NWTF got in and I'm not sure you know how many shows y'all go to a year but oh it's it, it's amazing it's um, you know you, you lose well we hit that we hit the Pennsylvania show we hit the NWTF and that's when it ended right there. Um, but you have all your buying shows, which are your buying groups. And these are those, you know, the, the, the Phoenix, Arizona's and so on and so forth. And when you spin around and, and now we're big enough with all these companies underneath this umbrella that we start thinking about right now, we're it, it's full go thinking about the ATA show and the shot show next year and what's going to happen. You know, do you sit there and you spend, you know, time and time and time planning and, and getting everything, the new planograms and all this stuff done with all this new graphics and whatever. And what, what happens if it doesn't, you know, what happens if it doesn't show up you now? So, so what do you do there? So there's a lot of people that, 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 uh, have, have the brains that, that are a lot different than mine that work perfectly for this. And I'm just glad that they let me be a part of it. Well, Beamer, we're coming down to the, to the time where normally you share with us Beamer's luckiest man alive. I, I guess that's going to be the new caption there. That uh, Have you got a story <laughs> that falls in line with the other ones that you've had for us? Because so far I'm still amazed that we were able to talk to you, that you have actually survived all of these events. And it, oh. it, it sounds yeah. like we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, there's a, on the, I, my, my goatee is great. Because I'm, I'm 55, but uh, for for the longest time of my life, I wasn't able to grow the hair right on the bottom of my chin where it's really thick, and there'd be the spot that was missing, like when I was 20, 24, 25, whatever. Finally, the gray hairs have taken over, and it's okay now. But there's a 
piece that's missing out of the bottom of my chin, the skin, it's like a one inch by one inch that had to be grafted off of my buttock. Um, yeah, and you don't need to say anything more than that, but that, that was there because of uh, three times my brothers. Now, my brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me. And they are reckless and crazy as I am now. But again, they had that age uh, that they could really teach me some neat things, and they did. But one of the things that they taught me when I was like five, six years old was they could put um, a dishwashing soap in the bathtub. And, and these were the old bathtubs. You know, these aren't these plastic things. You know, they were porcelain bathtubs or, you know, the, the heavy duty ones with the, the lips around the edges of them. And they would pour the soap in there, and I could sprint. I could run full blast in this slippery, wet bathtub. Now, guess what happens sometimes when, when you know, you, you spin a clutch or something? Your feet come flying out from under yeah, you. The, the edge of that tub will fit perfectly on your chin. Well, I did it three times, and each time was about 12 sutures in my chin, and it became such battered scar tissue that they uh, they took a took a chunk off my buttock and, and put it on there, and every single time my mom and dad both worked second shift, so it was always my, my brothers and I. As soon as the parents took off for that, that we would do these wonderful little tricks, and I was always kind of the the guinea pig of it. But um, yeah, so in case you guys want to come up with any pretty neat nicknames. <clears throat> I'm sure you can. I'm sorry. Buttface uh, was the first one that jumped to mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> nope. That's, that's exactly why I lobbed that one out there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, my chin has had its scar tissue cut out and part of my buttock put on my chin. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, for all so of our that, young listeners, this is not an advertisement for you to go and try that. Uh yeah, no. Whatever, whatever. Try it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, tried it three times, or, or tried it multiple, multiple times, and failed three times. And at least you did it like baseball. After three strikes, hopefully you quit. So, yeah, I, I think I think my mom and, and dad really got really tired of us kids. They're, they're, they supposedly have this story, and, and I don't know if it's true, so I usually tell 100% honest stories, but I can neither confirm nor deny this, but I heard it from my aunts, I've heard it from my uncles, and, and I heard it from my mom and dad, that Proctor Hospital in Peoria, Illinois, actually had our address typed out on the forms, because this is before computers, had these typed out on these forms, and the old typewriter with keys, and had our name and our address, all you had to do was fill out the first name and the age for us three boys that, that we were in the emergency room so much. And, I, I you know, I, I can't confirm it or whatever, but I do know that, you know, I was there at least once a month. And, of course, my two older brothers were there that much. So if you start thinking about parents taking their kids three times on a, in a month to the emergency room, yeah. You become pretty well known in the hospital. Well, Beamer, to make that even better, my mama ran the medical center here. She was the executive director. So when we messed up, all we had to do was call mama and say, hey, I'm bleeding. Um, what do I do? She would get us an appointment. We would be in and out pretty quick. Uh, we had a similar story where we had concrete back steps. For some reason, I thought it was funny to shove my little brother down them. 
And I think the <laughs> second time he busted his chin, she made me actually sit in there with the doctor and watch him sew him up. And then when I come out, she's like, well, so how do you feel now? And I'm like, well, he's the one hurting. I mean, he's got the stitches. And it didn't quite go the way she had planned the uh, <laughs> the learning experience there for me to, I guess, gain some sympathy or a little bit of empathy for him being in pain. It was like, I'm, I'm not hurting. He's the one that's hurting. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Can we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a miracle that we survived our childhood because Mama should have, you know, smothered us all as small children. Uh huh. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, where you oh, man. where you see some species where they actually devour the young. Yeah, that was probably some that Mama probably should have done to us at an early age, and the world might have been a maybe not quite as interesting of a place, but maybe better off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about smothering you. I think we were just a different breed than we are now. I, I, I think I think it's going to be nothing but fuzz and, and blow up bubbles, and and that's where our kids are going unless they can get back to normal and start acting like they need to do and get tough. No, all, so. now here down here, uh, I mean Jeremy's are riding motocross, and mine are still full full speed. So yeah, I don't know if everything's changed, especially in the kid department. Uh, country kids are still doing country things, and that's not always the wisest thing, but it's a whole lot of fun, and you know you memories. Memories are made one way or the other, so. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah, know. We, most scars we, have a real good memory with them, so. Oh, scars are tails. I mean, that that's the whole thing. I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I look like, you know, Rambo, and, and I have never even had his stories. I just am all cut up from <laughs> 18 different surgeries trying to put me back together. All I've got to say for it is it's all starting to catch up with me, and it seems foolish now, but it seemed really cool at the time. Well, you know, we were always told that chicks dig scars. So little country boys, you know, we figured, you know, the more scars we had, the better we were going to look to the ladies. So, you know, some of them were actually intentional from time to time. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, Jeremy and I have had this discussion on here before, but my grandpa had one of the greatest sayings, and I know you've heard it before, but if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Uh And then, then he would look and he'd go, that boy's real tough. Well, it took me years to realize he was calling me real dumb also. So I use that expression with my children now. And, you know, we have the smallest violin in the world that plays My Heart Cries for You, where if I see them over there whining on something, I just start rubbing my finger across my thumb. Oh, yeah. So it, it's all it all still, you know, it, it's a different world, but it's still a lot the same in some aspects. But. Oh yeah, it, it it's a fun one. I mean, I like it. It's always entertaining. And the more you get hurt, the more you ding. It's kind of like the guy that gets out of the car, stumbles, and then runs trying to get his feet underneath him, and then he just continues to stumble, and then he crashes. You know, you watch that, and, and you go, "How would anybody ever do that?" <laughs> Until it happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, look, we're running out of time, and. We'll go ahead and wind this one down. But, y'all, it's been a beamer. We appreciate you being on again. And, look, folks, if you have time, go and check it out. Go to, go to GSM Outdoors and look at the Muddy Manifest cameras. They're wonderful cameras. We've got some. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We're going before here too long. This has been another edition of Outdoor Country Talk. Thank you and God bless. God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southerner. 
Lord, to make you feel alright, I got the windows down, I got the radio on. 